What are we doing? <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pack Your Mics. Yeah. We are the Top Chef podcast. I'm still excited when it works. Yeah. yeah no, I'm super cool. excited for you. That sounded like, crisp as fuck. I mean, I was excited <laughs> for me not to hear that intro twice in, in an ever going loop, but I was also super excited for your success. That was the crispy like chicken skin of technical recording flawlessness. Someday we're going to be so crisp that we don't have to comment on it. I but would like to continue that comes- commenting on it. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, no, I did it myself. I can't stop. Uh, welcome to Packer Mix with the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. Each week, we recap and review the newest episode of Top Chef. Now we're in season 14, talking about episode seven, the most the red controversial <laughs> red wedding of Top Chef, for sure. This is the most <laughs> controversial and upsetting episode of the season so far. Oh my God, so much to talk about. And yes, there was a massacre. And in fact, I think somebody did say uh, Jim is Jon Snow on our Facebook page. So, Aww, oh, Jim. Well, that's, I mean, spoiler alert, that Twitter. might not be the worst thing for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, well spoiler, spoiler alert, the... also not <laughs> happening. <laughs> the thing about spoiler alerts from uh, from Game of Thrones is like, what are you going to tell me a major character dies? Like, yeah. Yeah. But everybody dies. I mean, that. It's like Rogue One. Other spoiler alert. <laughs> good, supposed good to alert. say spoiler alert before fun. you say the spoiler. Oh, is that what I do? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, spoiler alert. That's how spoiler alerts work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's just dive right in because we have so much to talk about and so little time. So for the quick fire today, it was the uh, Earth, Fire, Air, Water, Cook Your Sign Challenge. Yeah. Um, should we go around and say what our sign is and what dish we would cook to represent our sign oh yes if we do it quickly okay as what's your sign what would you cook uh okay it's aquarius which is an air sign yeah so i'll cook a balloon even though it has aqua in it oh you'll cook a balloon that's so stressful (laughs) what if it pops in the fryer in the fryer it'll certainly pop oh god (laughs) tanya what's your sign what would you cook well at least this is a sudden dash quick fire right yeah i'm a gemini i'll pause for everyone to go oh Oh, I, 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 people either say, oh, that makes sense, or really? After no matter what you say for your sign. Yeah, yeah or right? like, oh, usually what I get is, oh, most people who are Geminis are crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so most, not all, not all. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a clarifying question. Can we, is this before or after September of last year when they all changed? Oh. Before. This is the this is the astrological sign that you are in your heart, which would <laughs> yeah. be before. Which which I well, and I do I identify yeah. I identify with Gemini. Although it was nice to hear an air sign described in any positive terms, because usually it's like I don't know, you're flaky and you have a lot of ideas, but you never follow through on anything because you're a dumb, horrible person. Wow, <laughs> well, that's a terrible sign. sign. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But I think I would probably do something like um, maybe sizzling rice soup because it's like crispy, air filled rice, and then you like. You put it in the soup and it's like, oh, like lots of like steam and, you know. Ooh. Ooh, can vapor. I change mine to a beignet? Because I like that. Ooh, Wait, but yes. it's basically also As a compared balloon. to a balloon? Yeah. I would Anyways, like a donut so, balloon, guys. That's that's something that I would cook in like an ideal situation, not something I'm good at cooking currently, just to be mm-hmm. mad clear. Anyway, that's um, Megan. Wait, Chris, did you go? I didn't. No. no. You didn't. Chris, go. So I was trying to look up this NASA thing. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, um, I'm a Leo, which is a fire sign. So I would just make a lion. I'd cook a lion. 
It's really no, I am not really. Um, I'm like a Leo with Virgo rising, which is a I think Virgo is a water sign, so I might do something like a fiery coconut shrimp. I don't know. That's pretty good. Uh, I was Virgo, but I'm now a Leo, which feels like a promotion. Wait, to how go does this for- work? What? 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 The what Earth's happened? axis has changed, and uh, so all of the dates have been shifted. And so you're basically one sign later than you used to be, probably. Oh, no, I love what? my sign. I well, as a as a Virgo and formerly formerly just a virgin and now a lion, I feel great about this change. It's <laughs> actually how everyone loses their virginity; they become lions. You become a lion. Well, it's bad for the lions who become cancers, but for me, I'm a Leo now, and I've always I've always thought Virgo seemed like a shitty sign to be, and so I'm so stoked about this. Where Where do I internet in order to find this? Uh, Where do I internet? I mean, I'm sure you could just bingle uh, zodiac sign change, but yeah, it was NASA. So it's weird when science is like, "Hey, your fake thing is changing." Uh, so I could understand if you're like, "Nope, we're gonna stay put." Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, they anyway because of the way the Earth's rotation is, e- oh they're trying to like God. if you follow the Babylonians' calendar, we are now at this point. Oh. Alex, what food would you make to represent your new promotion? Um. Yeah. Well, so if I was still a Virgo, I would have to do like make sure it's not greasy or chocolatey because that would continue my acne problems. Wow. Um, but now as a lion, I just want to eat because you're a virgin because you got bad skin. What? Um, oh no! <laughs> so remember Wait, high I, school? I mean, I remember high school. I just am so confused by why this like has to do now? with your food cooking. So. Well, because your supposedly greasy food was what gave you acne, which turned out not to be true. But I still would have no. But now that I'm a lion, I just I'm going to eat zebra. Guys, oh, there what you the go. hell is a sea goat? I'm a sea goat. <laughs> was that the new one? That's Wait, what a Capricorn I'm curious. Is. I'm oh, curious from the group. How did we feel about tying this to a quick fire? Well, we didn't I... hear Megan's yet. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I'm a Pisces, so I'm too busy daydreaming to cook anything. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, also heard the up and down side, sides of your particular sign. Is that fair to say, Megan? Yeah, I um who was a Pisces? Was it Casey? No, someone else. Aries. Oh, Why I do I know was that? It, was it Sheldon? I thought Sheldon was a Pisces. Somebody was oh, or yeah. no, he was Aquarius. Was he because he was like water. Water is everywhere and I lived on an island, so this is all working out. I like that there were no earth signs. That was kind of a fun thing. Yeah, too. that was interesting. That was like the birthday theory where if you're yeah, you only need... in a group of people like every, right, yeah. two people are going to have the same birthday or something. Yeah, that's the I theory. If yeah. you're in a group of people, it's two of really them have the theory. same birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a group of like 30 people, isn't it? Yeah, I think 30 <laughs> people. The big are... book of theories. <laughs> Page seven. So we took, yeah. uh, we just took Zodiac signs about as seriously as Top Chef did. Yeah, so I mean, this it, this felt like one of the loosest threads they've ever, and they've had some dangling threads connecting stuff. This one was pretty tenuous. It was so random. Yeah. Like, why are we talking about this right now? Well, you know, the South, famous for astrology, <laughs> no, famous for judging people. Oh, yes, that's yeah, true. fair. Um, so Tough anyway, so fair. they you find your sign, you cook your signs part of the earth fire wind or water although the earth people should have been just cooking dirt that would have been funnier yeah um anyway so yeah a little tenuous um and let's see who uh katsuji sheldon and jamie all did super well yeah whereas jim silva 
and Emily did not so well. Jim's was not fiery enough. Seemed to be his main problem. Because it was supposed to be fiery, and it was mostly just wet. Silva's was too wet. Jim's was not fiery enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it was there was a lot of moisture in that. I feel like it was mulch. Right? Did he just well, he had, yeah, and he had like a watermelon soup as part of his presentation. Yeah, it was like I made yeah, something fiery, awesome. but then covered it in watermelon juice, mm-hmm. which yeah, sounded good. Fire is super dangerous. Fire. That's step, step three of the Boy Scouts like manual fire building. Yeah, That's another manual I'm super familiar with. Right up to the Big Book <laughs> of Theories. <laughs> so, so I, but I also yeah. Oh, welcome to the show, Sarah. Sarah, what's your sign? Wait, hold on a second. Wait, say that again. Like, like three. Two, one. Hey, Sarah, welcome back to the show. What's your sign? Hi, thank you. My sign is Pisces. Oh, another Pisces. So if you were cooking a dish to reflect your sign, what would you make? Wow, jumping right into it. I would make maybe some tilapia with a mm. lemon butter sauce. Lemon, oh, that always. That really nice. Yeah, lemon. Mm-hmm. It's time for lemons. <laughs> yeah lemon's back as a sponsor on the show yeah. good news well, it's pretty good but i think i'll go with mine <laughs> <laughs> that's cool you guys shouldn't share either maybe an amuse bouche of a balloon I amuse don't, yeah, balloon dinner sounds like my worst nightmare <laughs> oh by the way uh, by the way we were so excited to get started i'm alex in portland here with megan who Hello. we talked about uh we talked about our foods but also tanya and chris are back in brooklyn hey hey hello and now as in sarah the team is complete in northern california thanks for being back guys yeah you guys sorry uh, i had to be under such somber circumstances well i'm sorry that uh, i'm sorry about that but i'm so excited that all six of us are on the mic at the same time it was Woo-hoo. crazy i know yeah. it is going to be awkward because this is a sudden death first half of the podcast oh, we're all no. gathered together to mourn i'm doomed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay so i guess let's start there you guys as soon as they say this is a sudden death quick fire what are your feels? Everything changes. I was suddenly I'm... black and white, and I was like, oh! <laughs> you lost color perception. I did. Yeah. Oh, well, there was... So they fixed the sudden death quick fire and then forgot that they did that. So they used to... <laughs> they used to have it where, like, one person would lose, and then they got to, like, choose someone to cook against. And if they lost again... Yes. Then right. they had to go home... But they could. You, it didn't have to eliminate somebody. No, but it didn't have to eliminate someone. That wasn't sudden death. Was that, was that different? Well, high stakes used to just be when they gave you money for winning. Oh, uh, that hey, started there, in the there was a, all this time. No, no, no. There was yeah. also sudden death in a high stakes. That was the stakes. No, high, high. So <laughs> high stakes and sudden death were two different things, if I remember correctly. Okay. And high stakes just meant you want a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, whatever, for winning. Uh, or maybe did they ever do like a? A high stakes and sudden death, where it was a sudden stakes quick fire. Sudden stakes, yeah. <laughs> we're halfway through the quick fire, they just throw a thousand dollars at somebody. <laughs> throw a thousand dollars worth of stakes. Oh uh, yeah. High stakes steak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On a ladder. Mm-hmm. They just throw them <laughs> in the air and then they come down quite hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They did fix it and then they didn't anymore. They unfixed yeah, it. Yeah, they unfixed it and I was not appreciative because I don't like it when someone goes home and someone's guaranteed to go home. I don't like that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Tanya? I well, I was just going to say I I find that or I was I was saying right before the episode started that I felt confused by how many chefs were still on my tv and also like Mm. how could we possibly be getting anywhere near restaurant wars 
Yeah, um, that's true. That's a good point. And so then suddenly with this accelerated elimination rate, we are right on track again. Because mm. I just like I was like, I feel like the pacing is wrong. And mm. I in some ways, I feel like I cursed it and caused people <laughs> to be sent home. Yeah, and the, it really the pacing went from zero to bananas real to fast. Bananas. And also just like this was this was more of a bloodbath than I was ready for just in terms of who went home too. Like oh, I, yeah. I was feeling really smug and safe and you know, like all the right people were gonna win. And then yeah, suddenly not it was... Emily dodged two bullets in today's show. Yeah, she did. I guess that watch is really a good shield. Because <laughs> girlfriend is staying put no matter what the odds. So obviously, um uh Jamie won, got immunity. That might matter later. Uh Jim did not win. <laughs> And then they did a cook-off with the Earth Food Groups because no one had done that yet. They, The group decision, Emily decided they were going to do steak tartare. Oh, yeah. That was weird, too, that they all had to decide in, like, five seconds what they were going to cook. Yeah. And what agree. a bonkers thing that was. Um, and yeah. Silva yeah. seemed pretty down with tartare, though. He was like... He yeah. did. He did. But, uh, like, uh, what happened was Jim suggested three things and Emily said no. And then she said tartare and Silva said yes. And then Jim acquiesced because Jim is a real sweetie pie. Well, it is, you know, I'll simple. Say, say that on his tombstone. Jim. <laughs> You're Jim, like Jim, a real sweetie, sweetie pie. pie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I should say about Jim now, My, I'll give you my feeling, but then I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Because I started out the show, you guys all loved Jim on episode one. You guys were like early adopters on Jim. Yeah. And I reserved some doubts. And then today, in the before this happened, I had decided I was all in on Jim. Oh, so it's your fault. I feel like I'm worse than the birthday curse. Yeah. Oh, Alex no. likes you. You got the Alex curse. I was so into Jim today. Oh, I didn't even want the rest of the show. Like after the quick fire happened, after the sudden death elimination and Jim goes home, it just felt like, why are we even doing a show anymore, you guys? Yeah. Mm. The I, world has you changed. You should test your powers and start liking Shirley. Can I can I ask? No. I've been thinking about this a little bit. I'm starting yeah. to feel uncomfortable with the idea of a return person winning. Is that weird? Oh, like I'm yeah. starting to feel a little queasy about it, just because like it's not all stars. It's not all stars, and this is like kind of oh, yeah. a weird like a uh, like it feels stars, like though. mismatched in it's some weird stars. way. It, what you, I what totally agree. Yeah, yeah. we started out that way, but now I kind of see them as equals, almost. We're down Even though to, we've sent home almost exclusively new chefs. We're down to Silva and Emily, right? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did a double elimination of new chefs today. That's that it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because you got Brookie, Skatsuji, Sheldon, Shirley, John. Yeah, but we are turning this show into all stars just by accident. <laughs> well, it's no, actually I'm... it doesn't feel like an all stars show to me because the chefs that are returning are all pretty good. Normally, all stars on this show means like a lot of garbage, a lot of gets... fan favorites. Yeah, a lot of some yeah some fan favorites, a lot of controversial weirdos from early seasons. Hmm. Um, this one feel like having Sheldon and Shirley uh, just makes it feel like an actual all-stars like what you'd want all-stars to be not what it actually ends up being usually when they have to fill all 12 spots hmm. huh. but yeah. still i think i think there's a structural problem because we've seen that the newbies have a huge disadvantage and i really think it has to do with familiar uh being familiar with the show and familiar with all of the structural aspects of the challenges and just the way that the show works and i think that 
in every show, there's like a process of getting used to that. And the people who are returning just already have that. And it's just, I think it's just an unfair advantage um, compared to the new people. Well, at the beginning of the show, I thought this probably won't be that big of an advantage. And it turns out that it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Like, yeah, I definitely, I underestimated how much that could, that could help people out because some of it, I guess to me, some of it is just nerves and like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I don't know that this is fair to say of Jim specifically, but it seems like, you know, he just doesn't have the practice, like standing up for his ideas and, you know, yeah, I, I I was so excited to see more from him and I just feel like we got robbed a little bit on this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We all lost to Jim today. Maybe his weakness was working with people i mean i don't know how that would really have come into play in the last round but it just seemed like he was getting weaker and weaker the last couple of episodes as things got because really? last week he was about... like he was like a top at the Edna's. Was he? yeah oh. oh yeah he did really and he was like so happy that he got to you know but he did so the... well yeah, yeah. oh yeah well, that's true. well that was cause... he was on his own for that he was yeah, yeah. I, don't I don't know it seemed like he came out the gate swinging and then there was a bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I feel, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard because this happened a week ago, so there's no way to know. But I do feel like he was not doing... I, I don't have that same feeling that he was doing badly. Uh, uh, I mean, he did yeah. badly today. Like, he lost and then he lost again. And it's hard to be... Like, the one thing about this new quick fire or this new sudden death versus the original one where you just sent someone home, um, at least this way, it's like half fixed. So you do have to lose twice in a row. Yeah. Right. yeah. So bottom of yeah. eight and then bottom of three. And that and that like it doesn't feel as much of an injustice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But so sad. It's still not sucks. to mention not to mention the fact that Bravo I'm just so furious with Bravo oh. because right before they showed the ending of the quick fire, they were like coming up and they showed Emily in the next challenge. Yeah, and we saw Silva. that. Yeah. And Silva. So we knew yeah. it was happening. So you're like, yeah, that's probably Jim, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it was not so great. terrible. That's not great. I mean, I like to. I, I made my peace with. I mean, I was upset, but I like. It's like you know what? It's coming. We're gonna lose <laughs> Jim soon. I got my Jim. Say say your last words to Jim. Well, <laughs> and then so go quietly, sweet prince. Indeed. So we had yeah we lost we lost Jim and then we also had our our old pal immunity up in the business. Yeah. And then yeah, we have so the introduction guess- of a new character, Swordblock. We're getting ahead yeah, of ourselves. Yeah, 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 guys. Let, let's, let's slow down. Let's get this in order. Because, yes, I, I, we definitely have to spend so much time talking about Immunity Gate. Um, I'm almost relieved that this turned into such a controversial elimination because otherwise I would have just been still sad about Jim and not cared about the rest of the show. Yeah. But yeah, this, I was one... The news cycle is really fast, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was one back by by sword block so the elimination challenge sans jim is a pirate party apparently one time a pirate threw a party it in the Blackbeard. yeah yeah not the famous pirate. pirate and it led to his death because it was yeah. that good of a party <laughs> was it really the the party that killed Blackbeard, or was it his yeah. whole lifestyle it's well it's uh, when a cop come by, comes by with a noise complaint and discovers that's a famous criminal yeah, <laughs> yeah what a weird. happens to the best of us what a weird thing. Anyway, I mean, so, know, here's the thing. It's, it's both together, right? Neither is like a necessary uh, or like they're both like necessary but not sufficient uh, like elements, right? So it's like if you have that whole lifestyle but no party, you're good to go. Blackbeard's still alive right now. Yeah. But <laughs> if you any bad the party and you're not Blackbeard, you're, you're good to go also. That's right. So we could have Blackbeard himself in 2017 right here if it hadn't been for that party in Charleston. 
He'd be on the show. He'd be one of our top contenders. Oh, no, I want him as a judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they have to run around. Uh, they've, they've hidden, what, seven treasure chests all over the city that teams of, there are three different teams that have to, like, scavenger hunt to get the best pick yes. of what ingredients. Like, one they know is, like, they have a map. They know it's the protein chest. They know one's the nuts. They know one's the special ingredients. They know one's the veg. Yeah, and in each chest there are three options. Yeah. But so, Chris, but Chris, how are the teams chosen? Well, the teams are chosen not with a knife block, but with an appropriately pirate-themed knife block, a sword block. Yay! I, I loved it. I, I loved I lo- their tiny swords. I did. I don't too. think I've ever been more excited than sword block. At <laughs> sword that point, block. I was like, if Jim had to die to make sword block happen, it was worth it. <laughs> don't make but me choose. Probably never happen again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, unless they do another pirate challenge. Yeah, but I lots also, of other. Redbeard probably had a party that killed him. Or they so, could have like yeah. a King Arthur challenge or something. Oh yeah, just give me give me blocks with sharp things in them, right? I, yeah, weird, be long. Yeah, a weird prop I note. Like, I loved the swords were dipped in color. I just thought that yeah. it just looked so cool. I yeah, really they did a good that. job for sure. So what were the teams? Uh, there was I, red well, team that was uh, Jamie, Emily, and John, right? And then who was sure. yellow? It was Shirley, Sheldon, and. Casey? Uh, Silva. Silva. That's right. And then Casey, Emily, or Casey Brooke and uh, Katsuji. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Um, so <laughs> I just want to say I, back to the sword block for one second is I think that uh, our cries of pain last year at the reduction of the role of knife block that we repeatedly alerted the magical elves that was that that was distressing us. Yes. I feel like our cries were heard. Mm hmm. There's yes, been a good amount of knife block, and then sure. they stepped it up with sword block. I I feel like we can take some credit for this. Well, they're not doing like gym class team building anymore, where they just like point at groups of people and they're like, "I guess you're a team yeah. now." Like yeah. I, I'm I'm I do glad love that's the loose over. casualness of that, but I much prefer sword block. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they also have to get this explained to them before they go out and the contestants run around. They Charleston they are explained this to by a uh, professional pirate impersonator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would know who in a hurricane. I don't who I probably don't don't care for like him being all piratey there. I kind of rolled my eyes and Megan was like, but on the other hand, this is the best day of that guy's life. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fake pirate in Charleston, the day you get to go on a TV show for a pirate themed challenge is you got to be stoked. Best and wettest day of his life. You know what? (laughs) Here's here's the downer of that. Sorry to be a bummer, but there are probably six other dudes in his pirate impersonating <laughs> club who got looked at by casting agents, but not cast in this role. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh. it's just like Jim allowing the sword block. Those other people had to be sad to let this guy have the best day of his life. That's like the bottle of rum half empty. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, what were we gonna say, guys? Oh, I'm just Tanya. Is it is it like a rule that the best day of your life also has to be the wettest? Like is that has that been true that in most people's on experiences? How you're rolling, I think. Okay, yeah, cool. You want to go too far into that? Cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so they're running around town in a hurricane, and uh, there are a couple of things that are interesting about this. One is that uh, Sheldon's bad back continues to cause very physical challenges to happen. Wait, <laughs> Alex, can't even go up the stairs. It's so sad. Poor Sheldy. Yeah, but like you're saying that perhaps his serious injury didn't heal in one week where they filmed him in slow-mo? That yeah, maybe they, it persisted? 
Yeah. I think it's still happening. And it just, they keep doing these terrible physical challenge for him. I'm so, I feel so bad. Yeah. Also, but he also doesn't drag his team down the way that other uh, seemingly able-bodied people, like, I don't know, Katsuji, yeah. seem to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Katsuji was the hero. He was just conserving his strength during that part so that he could be the best in the cooking challenge. So. He could deprive his team of a five-minute lead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but he, he pulled his weight, right? It would have been... Had it not been Katsuji for Katsuji's That's excellent he did. He made a soup, 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 soup type spread, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Would you call that soup? And instantly, once Tom said that, I was like, oh, there's, there's an issue. Lot, yeah, there's a lot of like yelling yeah. anytime somebody names something a thing. And then the judges are like, Would you call this that? But then the fact that we didn't hear anybody getting yelled at about that means it was really yeah. good. Damn good. I think Padma even said, I don't care what you call it as long as it's good. That's the rose by any other name kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and and they did say like it's like these guys have never had soup before. Yeah, <laughs> well, they got they had to serve in those weird like bamboo half bowls, you know. So yeah, don't those are not the soup pirates bowls. do. <laughs> the pirates do. Yo ho, yo ho! It's a bamboo organically sourced life for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sustainable. Sustainability. Uh. Uh, so the other people who did really badly in the running, despite being able-bodied, were the people from that town. Yeah, local fail. Yeah, but, turns out. I mean, there's like a lot of places you just straight up don't go, right? As a local, so that's like oh, kind of reasonable. Sure. I oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was surprising that John like wanted to have like a team huddle in which he just like talked about how good they were going to do. For yeah, what yeah. boiled down talk, to right, like forty five seconds on television, which means it was like half an hour of John just like Gassing talking on. at length. <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel like John took over as the villain uh, in in total today. This was a an aggressive day for John. I would, I, yeah, I would yeah. call it an aggressive day for John for sure. Yeah, because yeah. he yeah, so he was on the same team as Jamie who had immunity. And when they're going around and gathering ingredients, he basically takes the good ingredients for himself. Well, and, and, and says that he's choosing like he doesn't really let anyone weigh in on which ingredients they should take. He just says like, <laughs> oh, I want us to have this. We're going to have this. Including on the first one, he's, he said, Emily, which do you want? No, just kidding. I'm going to do lobster. You can choose the next one. And they get to the next one. He's like, oh, scallops. And then leaves. Yeah. Yeah. He also was the one who announced, by the way, if we get any crappy ingredients, Jamie, they're yours. Which mm-hmm. makes no sense at all because Jamie has the least amount of motivation to make a good thing. He, yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's not uh Linda Holmes of NPR had a wonderful article about this, by the way, um, this past week, talking about the uh the ethics of how to figure out like what to do on a team when somebody has immunity. But essentially the what problem the is if that, that person takes sorry? Uh, please explain to me what the conclusion was because I read that article and I don't remember thinking it was marvelous I thought it was more like just good explanation of how the no, show it was good was explanation. I just thought it was a good explanation which is like you don't want the person who has the immunity to cook a bad dish you want them to cook mm-hmm. a really great dish or at least mm-hmm. a good a, a risky dish yeah. even is better than just like Ugh, who cares exactly because okay. once they're bad dish you know because there are three dishes on a team, once they have a bad dish, now your entire team has to cook that much better to be better than the average of anybody else. And yeah. so it's, you it know. Drags everybody I'm not drags sure, I'm everybody not sure I buy that. Because if you, if you, instead of giving him chicken and peanut butter, one of you has chicken and one of you has peanut butter, you're still working with the same average of ingredients, except now 
instead of doing two good and one bad, you're doing three mediocre. But I think the points end up the same way either way. Like, they still have the same no, crappy ingredients. because you remember one really bad dish way more than, like, three kind uh, of well, it's like, it's like exponential, like, like one badness versus two badness. It's like a square function for, for badness. I think so. I don't think it's linear. I, mm. I also feel like the peop- but what, what people care about is not that part of the gamesmanship. They want to cook something good. Yeah. And even true. if they're on the bottom and getting yelled at for this guy's bad thing... They still want to cook something good. And if both of them cook, cook amazing things, this is the other thing. Tom was really mad about that same point. But if, if both of the other people on the team had cooked well, they were not on the bottom. They were on the bottom because the other things also sucked. It was it was Casey doing the rotting food raw. That was the issue that brought them down there. Wait, what? Casey well, had the... It was Emily. Emily, no, and Emily's, well, no, 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 Emily's no, no, like no, no, no. crazy lobster thing was not good. Was right. the problem. Emily was the one on the team, not K- Casey was on the other team. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Emily's thing being not good also, I mean, is what is what pushed them down there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And so that's why, I mean, I like, obviously, there's a lot of comparisons to this and the Nicholas situation from a couple seasons ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's get full into the immunity gate. Um, so they, that team ends up on the bottom, although it seemed like both teams got yelled at. Mm-hmm. And then that team was the most yelled at. And then Jamie said, before they said who was going to be eliminated, before they made their final decision, I would like to give up my immunity and be placed in judgment with the rest of my team, which at the time, the judges didn't seem like was a thing you could do. Well, they just were like, They're, we'll discuss that as opposed yeah, to, we'll you got that. it, kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I would have been, I, I think it would have been also interesting if the show was like, no, we have rules. You don't get to make up your own rules. But, but just for, for the record, though, uh, that's a good negotiating tactic. If you don't know whether it's a good idea or not, just buy some more time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, there's a precedent. Uh, Maya gave up her immunity, I think, for somebody like on Top Chef Seattle season. See, I don't. So on Last Chance Kitchen, Tom specifically said this is the first time that it ever happened. But and people have taken themselves out of oh, the show. Yeah, 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 it's not Sorry, necessarily it wasn't like, offering up immunity. Yeah, no, and I think that's I a think, really yeah, interesting distinction. When people have immunity, they just cling to it and like they're like, I will be ready to feel bad, but like we're not <laughs> going to leave the show. Yeah, we call that. Yeah. The yeah. And it's also important that, that he, Jamie, did not say, I'm going to go. He said, I'm taking my eliminate my immunity away. If you want to send me home, you can. Right. He wanted to make it fair. Yeah. Because he didn't feel, so, and also I, I appreciated that he wasn't like, ooh, seems like I'm in trouble. He was like, my dish sucked. I did not think I made a good dish. Like, which I felt like was was an interesting added, just like piece of that. So interesting. So many pieces. So um, he gives up his immunity and they do, in fact, send him home. So uh, Megan, you were saying the comparison to Nicholas, which is obviously a great place to start. Yeah. Well, to me, I feel like they're, are several important differences between Jamie's situation and Nicholas's situation. Absolutely. So first of all, the situation with Nicholas happened way later in the show when we were like really surprised that they were still giving out immunity. It was the the farthest into the show they'd ever done immunity. And they were still doing team challenges with that, which was just insane. Yes. And the problem with um, in Nicholas's situation is that he made a bad, like a really bad dish And his teammates didn't like they made like good dishes. And so I think one of the reasons why the judges were so upset 
about the situation in that um, in that case is that they were having to send someone who made a good dish home when the reason the team was on the bottom was that Nicholas had made such a bad dish. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that was the case with Jamie uh, because Emily's dish was also not liked by the judges. And I think it was, wasn't it like pretty, it was evenly divided among the judges, um, Tom and another judge, I liked Jamie's dish the least, but I think it was Gail and Padma who liked Emily's dish the least. So there was, there was room for reasonable people to debate, like which was the worst. Yeah. Although it's not really, it's not really an even split of judges if Tom is on one of the sides. Right. It seems like Tom gets more of a say, um, just from our observations. But anyway, um, but I I thought, yeah, and he's executive producer. And he's, yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say he's an EP. So yeah. yeah, right, right. Um, but I, and I also thought that the the whole thing with Jamie being uh, basically told by John that he was going to take the least good ingredients also added another element that um, that made me feel like the situation was completely different. And so I'm I'm not sure. I wasn't. I mean, obviously it was Jamie's decision to make, and sure. I can appreciate how he felt like he wanted to know he didn't want to go forward without knowing like, uh, you know, with this uncertainty of whether or not he deserved to go forward. It seemed like was his, um, thought process. But I, but I also thought that it it just wasn't as clear of a situation for me where I felt really strongly that Nicholas should have given up his immunity even when he didn't. Um, but I didn't feel that strongly in the case of Jamie. Yeah. I also didn't, I like, I, I was very impressed that he felt strong enough to do what he did but I also wasn't like I wouldn't have like yelled so much for him to do that as I wanted to right. with Nicholas, which mm-hmm. I guess I don't did anyone feel like he just absolutely did the right thing and it was fine well no. I agree with you guys <laughs> <laughs> but I do think I think you guys are taking a very logical approach I, I'm more emotional just feeling like I am not inspired by Emily's food. I was starting to feel more inspired by Jamie's food. And I think Emily should have gone home. That that was basically it for me. There was something really satisfying about them not even letting her off the hook and being like, listen, girl, if he hadn't done this unprecedented thing, you absolutely would have gone home. Like, do not feel good about this. Do not feel like relieved. Like you should have taken this hit and you just got really stinking lucky which like I just I sort of loved how harsh that was, even though I know that that's like such a. I think time. actually for him though, it's a brilliant uh, brand play actually, because like mm-hmm. I think the odds of, of Jamie going all the way to the end weren't super strong, but like to be the first person to do this, I think like that's a lot of goodwill, and ultimately, out of Top Chef, you want to have people know you and like you. I think yeah. more than anything yeah, else. That's totally. a good point. Yeah, that guy who has almost as many tattoos as his wife, who is a really good dude. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we. We talked a lot about this with Nicholas when it was happening, um, and I made the obviously uh, incorrect point that there was zero chance that Nicholas could ever win. But um, the, Let's the never say that about anyone again, all right? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's yeah. always that that bad for us. Well, there's no way Emily's Jim is going to take this thing, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> but I, I do feel like I, I, I've said that we've, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Is we feel like the key to Top Chef is not winning. There are a lot of people who win who don't finish first. The key, like the great thing about Top Chef is that chefs respect you doing well on Top Chef and you get attention for doing well and being a good person and you come out great. And like half the winners of this show, we don't remember because they were not great seeming. 
Um, and Nicholas is one where he like I think probably hurt himself more in professional circles by winning than he would than he did would have if he'd gone home then. So I definitely agree that this is Jamie's chance to was Jamie's chance to like make a stand for himself personally and be liked for that. Um, I don't think there's any reason why like I don't think anyone would have held it against him if he'd kept his immunity because of them telling him the ingredients. I think that's like the key factor of John saying you have to cook these crappy ingredients. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key factor that makes it not feel like he was obligated to leave. Yeah, that's a good point. That yeah, I think that does that that is part of what tips it. I but the thing that I I do think it's worth saying is that John was like, "You'll take these crappy ingredients and hopefully you'll do something amazing with them." And like part <laughs> of what the judges also kind of bristled out with him was like, "You like, yeah, you got chicken and peanut butter, so you did a satay?" Like obviously, like it just wasn't like there's something so they were so disappointed by With his lack of imagination. Yeah, by the lack of imagination there that I yeah. think that right. also like really hurt things. Yeah. Also, I had, a, I had a satay question from sure. from Sarah and I had eaten like a good amount. From what I can remember, the peanut butter was in the sauce, not actually like the spread on top yeah, of it. Yeah, it's not a like peanut buttery a, chicken. You dip chicken in a peanut sauce. Like yeah. the, mm, the, the, the marinade was like more like a like a yellowy thing, if I remember. It was like a saffrony type. Yeah. So was he trying to do something different? No, he well, just uh, made a peanut butter sauce on some chicken. It's <laughs> Well, you know, it's also important, I think, to point out the one tiny... Well, this is tiny, and they did not cover it again, so I don't know what actually happened. But he did say someone messed with his grill. Well, somebody turned it down so the chicken was wasn't searing properly. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, someone got all up in his grill when he was trying to finish that chicken. And yeah. that's an interesting change, too. Had he... I mean, it could have been him and he didn't remember, you know, like the way they didn't talk about it, like a, a big scandal. But yeah. the fact that the thing like wasn't working the way he expected and he had to finish his chicken satay in a toaster oven. Yeah. Not what you want. Took yeah. a lot out of that, too. It's interesting because I feel like we've had a few instances of people being like, ah, this just isn't working. Or like I was going to use this thing and then somebody had it occupied like we just haven't had anything on the level of like pee puree in a long time (laughs) like the things that happen in the kitchen i feel like people just leave those things in the kitchen now which i sort of appreciate Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so uh i guess what's the what's our final feeling we have a lot of um other opinions we're going to incorporate in the show with our mailbag here in a second but what's what's our final thing on this how do we how do we what do we take away from immunity gate 2017 this was a heartbreaker Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. This, like, and there were so many different ways that I think this could have been like, oh, we're just trimming the fat and like people who I just didn't see sticking around for a super long time. Brooke. Could have, wow. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Totally kidding. (laughs) Like, I just, yeah, I guess, but it's hard because like the people that like I thought were like lower hanging fruit are, I mean, at least Emily for sure. And then, you know, I don't know, like part of me, I'm like, Sheldon, we all know who you are. We all think you're wonderful. Please go help your back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you have to get kicked off, at least you're going to go like get in an MRI and someone's really going to do something for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just going yeah, to wonder how often your legs are numb. Good Lord, man. That's like, an, I, actually, before the back thing, that was another interesting point that I guess we, we're skipping over a little is that Emily would have gone home feels very different from if it had been like, look, if you don't do this, Shirley has to leave. No, oh, yeah, poor Shirley yeah. went home in the last she, with she the Nicholas. No, oh, it wasn't. That's Shirley. what we thought. We just said she was on week. that team. Yeah, no, it was Stephanie who went home, and then Shirley Stephanie went home Seymour. the next week. Um, um, which was still too was still terrible. It was still right. bad, but yeah, that was terrible. 
but but yeah like so if this had been a situation where it was like him dragging down two good cooks but since we know emily is not long for the show at least in our hearts we know that um it it feels especially sad and let it, me yeah. add one. go ahead yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, it also comes back to that newbie thing, because I feel like this is the kind of thing that if you've never been on this show before, having this much like sort of ire directed at you and you're right. cooking is is really going to like mess up your game. And I can just see her like deteriorating as a result oh, of all of this. That's also true for him, for Jamie, in that if you like a chef with that much pride, who's worked so hard and is like known as a prideful chef. Yeah, that's part of his reputation of this restaurant that the like I read an interview with him where he talked a lot about how when his, his restaurant uh, Church Five or whatever it's called is like yeah, Five Church, I think Five Church. That's the one um, is known for having really slow ticket times. Because he throws away a lot of food that's not good enough for him. Oh, that's rough. That's a weird reputation to have. It is, I know. (laughs) Um, But he's like, so he's super prideful. So to have two weeks in a row where you cooked amazingly in the first challenge and then ate it hard in the elimination, it's an emotional roller coaster. And so having a chance to like go out feeling kind of confident in yourself, at least, if not in your food, is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One one other thing I just wanted to mention... um, with uh, the dynamic in the losing team between Mm -hmm. John and Emily. Uh, I thought, you know, there was that whole, there was a whole thing where John was like sort of just deciding that he wanted these ingredients and not really getting any feedback from anyone else on the team. Um, And then there was also the moment when they were cooking and he was expecting Emily to break down all the lobster because he was like too busy doing other stuff for his dish. Yeah. And I felt like, that was, um, first of all, just really rude of John. But I also felt like, at least in the edit that we saw, we didn't see Emily standing up for herself in an effective way. Yeah. And I feel like that's yeah. a real skill that you do build in the competition um, because it's something that we see a lot of chefs struggle with in the team yeah. challenges in Top yeah. Chef. Yeah. And um, that's also just one of the advantages that you have as a returning chef is that you have a lot of experience with those dynamics yeah. Yeah. Um, and how you can stand up for yourself in a more, in a productive way. Well, yeah, um, and it helps that... Like, it helps that John is probably in the group remaining the least likely to ask, how are you doing and be concerned exactly. about somebody exactly. else. Well, and I really wanted to know like where the, where the division of labor idea came from and like what that discussion right. was, because Emily really did make it sound like he basically just made her his sous chef and was like, you're going to break down all this stuff. Go get me this yeah. thing. And then he was like, Oh, these millennials are so ungrateful. And so, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is getting into lines of like gender and like generation and like i don't know where he gets off thinking that like he just magically got some person that he can just treat like a peon like i don't understand why that dynamic did like that he happened philip though oh yeah he did crap on philip that's fun i know that was (laughs) and it was like such a funny moment to be like oh shoot he watches and really wanted to throw in his two cents on that season (laughs) i mean listening one of us if one of us got thrown into the show at some point was cooking on top chef I don't know if we'd do well, but we would definitely take an opportunity to throw some shade on some past characters. Oh, yeah, I, I, feel like I, I wouldn't know that, which yeah, one. That was a really st- satisfying moment. I forgot about that. I'd be like, what Blaze, shade would you throw, guys? Likable. Yeah, no. So, like, if you have a, one chance, what shade would you throw? Like, the, if you like, if they're about to like get you off there in your exit inter- interview, like, who do you who do you throw under yeah, the bus? So, so my like shade I... is like, I've really enjoyed being on the show. You know, I hope I'm not like Richard, where I'm going to come back and be less likable. Oh. <laughs> 
I think I would look directly into the camera and be like, Nicholas, I don't care how thick your neck gets. I'm never going to like you. <laughs> Wait, is that usually a way to get people to like you? Like, I just feel like Nicholas keeps coming back and being like, I've just been really growing as a person. I'm like, you're specifically getting bigger in the neck. Like, I don't know why that is your strategy. And like, I guess reps are very exciting, but like, stop it. Like, uh, what's your shade, California? Um, I, I want to say, no, I'm, I just, I didn't like CJ the second time he was there. I don't know how to say that out differently. CJ <laughs> <laughs> number two? CJ yeah. when he fell in love with peas? Uh, no, CJ that was CJ number three. I think. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Duels. That was three. The yeah. middle CJ yeah. was not good. <laughs> I only like odd numbers of CJs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like Harry Potter books. Um, <laughs> Oh, one more thing I want to add to Immunigate really quick that I almost forgot, and then we should get going. So, um, it, Jamie did an interview with the Charlotte Observer that I thought was really interesting. And one of the things he said in that was that he, uh, let's see, um, it's probably a little bit of a blur at this point, but thinking back on it after you gave up immunity, but before they made their decision, did you have some sort of hunch about how the decision was going to go? Jamie, no, I had no idea. I was completely surprised. Like I said, I felt like the other chefs made egregious errors in their dish, things that anybody could go home for. Oh. Um, he specifically, oh, so specifically it's a little less noble then. I know. Doesn't this change some things? So he specifically mentioned that Casey had served rotten scallops raw, and he was really upset that, that she got away with that. Mm. Um, so I felt fairly confident that somebody else would go home while I would still be doing the right thing so I could feel good about moving forward, but it didn't come out that way. Hmm. doesn't that change things well i don't know i mean i have to say like if you really felt like and this that whole thing with jamie and the scallops or i'm sorry casey and the scallops was really the name of her unsuccessful doo-wop band (laughs) (laughs) casey and the scallops now performing under the sea old old jamie had that scallops though right like uh jamie season five or whatever where there's a oh yeah yeah, old jamie top chef it's not top scallop scallop. yeah that's where (laughs) top scallop comes from um but yeah i i I felt I was surprised at how indignant she was about the quality of that product too. Oh yeah, that was so funny. They were like, "These are rotten," and she's like, "No, no, no! I smelled them ten times. Like that's not going to convince them that they're not rotten. That's going to yeah. convince them you're bad at smelling scallops." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Facts. and I yeah, I thought it was yeah, it was interesting that that just that kind of just breezed on by. Um, yeah. But you know, I it it's still it is interesting that he just didn't feel like it was a risk in the same way that we all saw it as like oh you're gonna go home then (laughs) yeah Yeah. because that's obviously from the edit tells us that more but and from inside you might not know especially if you're like i made a satay that is boring and not great but it's not raw seafood that's smells fish that's so gross i could see why you'd think that especially because that that secondary level of gamesmanship of like the team loses and then you lose. Whereas Casey's dish may have been way worse, but her team did better on average. Like that's kind of a convoluted uh, decision to make for him. So I understand that he felt like this is the right thing to do, whether or not I go home and I don't think it's going to be me. And it seems like, I still think it's super noble, but it does change a little bit what he was to know that part of what he was thinking. Mm Cool. Yeah, it kind of goes to show you, like, if you're gonna give up something, like, make sure you're okay with that, like, actually <laughs> happening. Like, don't just like offer someone a kidney, like, thinking they won't need it. Like, they might take that kidney. Well, yeah. he's yeah, I guess. I mean, and to in all fairness to him, he's noble, sure, but he also still would like to win. So yeah, I think he yeah. didn't. He wasn't just like I, you know, if he didn't like walk off the show, he just did what he thought would make him feel good about staying. Right. Um, I just want you guys to know that when I said that you guys could have a kidney if you need, um. 
given the new information that's been brought to light, I'm not uh-huh. going to be able to promise you that. <laughs> Are we still good for your liver? Well, you can have part of it, but like up to 40%, like I said. All right. So then Last Chance Kitchen, uh, real quick, double day of Last Chance Kitchen, which also seemed like Tom's yeah, guys, pun day. Guys, we should warn you. We don't know what this is. So can you tell it really exciting? Like we we forgot to watch it. So oh. you have to explain it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Are you okay knowing we, the ending? We were pressed for time. So we may have like Just watched, watched the, the last little end parts. Oh, of- <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so you, what you guys missed out on was that Tom had had his pun Wheaties for breakfast that morning because, oh my God, that was Tom joke day. I love mm. loose Tom. Obviously, the stakes are high here. <laughs> they added a symbol crash when he did. The, I know when he did the he point. Did I loved it. Crash. Uh, that but that was cute. so you guys saw that one. But there's a bunch of other ones. Okay, so first up, uh, Jim and Sylvia go head to head on steak and potatoes because Jim had said during his quick fire that he would like steak and to make steak and potatoes, and then was outvoted, and they made him do steak tartare. So it was his chance to do. He made steak frites. Sylvia made steak roasted potatoes that apparently were very very similar. Um, and yeah, it, and she made a yeah, but with a with a salsa verde, and he had a different sauce. And um, wait, didn't she didn't she like go home for potatoes and salsa verde? Yeah, so this was her, her second attempt, and she left out the herself peppers. On verde. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this one was actually verde yeah. instead of brown day. Well, <laughs> and she she originally made it with the peppers, and, and Tom was like, "The color is pretty weird, isn't it?" And she's like, "Okay, I'll make it again." Yeah, and then so she made it without the peppers. She did a so. so cool thing about sylvia is that they so it was steak and they only had 20 minutes so she threw two steaks on so she had a backup steak and mm. and overcooked her primary steak went with the backup steak and it was perfectly cooked no it was under no, she thought it was perfectly cooked oh, but no, then it was, tom it said was it was right. under that's true it was a little bit under yeah. um but she did her backup steak and a little uneven that's true she did her backup steak but she also went to her backup salsa verde which was much more verde <laughs> she had lots of backups for everything jim yeah. on the other hand cooked his steak perfectly but then cut it too thin and tom was pissed about that um, but in the end, Jim just edged out. This was a tough feeling for me because I like was so upset when Sylvia was had to go and I wanted her to win. But then the Jim injustice was more fresh. Sure. So I was rooting for him. Mm-hmm. And then I felt guilty to my former love of Sylvia. Yeah, oh. I was all very complicated. With her chin in the air. It's just Feelings so strange, huh, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Although- I guess... I feel like all my grief is like eased when people then show up in like regular street clothes and like hang out on the sidelines. Oh, yeah, I'm like, totally gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. So Jim takes the first part. Part two, uh, they do the treasure box from the treasure episode. But instead of Jamie having to cook with the crappy ingredients, he gets to choose the good ones. So Jamie and Jim both choosing from the good treasure box, um, which I thought was more fun than if they'd done the more obvious try again with chicken and peanut butter. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone time. really wanted to see that. No, yeah. I, I did not. <laughs> and the ingredients were like uh, lobster, truffles, and then um, all of the ingredients in an um, Asian broth. And so surprisingly, they both made a lobster tail with truffle and Asian flavors. And lime. Oh, the, yeah. Lemongrass and lime. Yeah, it was like lemongrass and lime and... Uh, um, a couple of other things, but like both of them saw it and were like, well, those are exactly the ingredients for this kind of sauce. And so they made very, very similar dishes. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's was a tiny bit bland. Jim's was one of the tastiest things Tom had ever tasted, except for an explosion of salt on a single piece of lettuce that made Tom very angry. And so Jamie won. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Okay, that's hilarious. According to Tom, yeah. he thinks that Jim's hands got wet. So when he was trying to sprinkle salt, he accidentally threw a ball of salt. <laughs> 
Like, it's been ruined. Yeah. He was so sad because he was like, yours is boring. Jim, so incredible. Really, really delicious. But that one salt mouthful made me sick. <laughs> well, if he, if someone is sick, like if it's straight up inedible, like I yeah, won't yeah, go back it, for yeah. yeah. Or unless yeah, would you guys go back for the delicious dish that is occasionally inedible and makes you sick, or would you go back for the bland thing? Yeah, it's like it's cake and a taser. Like you got to make your choice. Is it oh, man, cake that cake though, or just like a high five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, are you guys ready for? So that's last chance kitchen. Um, so. Oh, uh, Five Church has five more wins to go, apparently. It's up to Jamie. He has five more chances. Um, Chris, do we, do we have to say goodbye to you? you do it? Um, <clears throat> I can be here for a few minutes, but I have to go uh, pretty soon. Cool. Yeah. At some, we're going to start the mailbag, and there's a lot of mail, so it's going to be a few, we're going to go a little long today. So whenever you got about, it's cool. Tony, okay. What you In ask? that case, I think I might. Peace. Okay. Chris, always a pleasure talking to you. We hope to get you on again soon. Bye, Chris. Quick fire elimination, Bye, Chris. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's a sudden death. Ha! You're the guys. bottom of the bottom. All right. So, Tanya, did you ask, do we think Jamie can do it? Yeah. I'm curious if we think Jamie can do it. Great question. No. Yeah, no. But no. I just don't think anyone can do it. Really, yeah, so. Exactly. Not because he's Jamie, he's because we're running out of... Yeah. And he'll get to beat Emily and John if he's lucky. But like after that, there's some gnarly competitors coming down the pipe. How many did um, Kristen do? Uh, seven, I believe, was the record. I thought it was seven. Four. Yeah. She did a lot. But yeah. she's a beast. Power. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a. So, actually, she might not have been the record. There might have been like CJ did seven, but then lost at the end. He lost to Kristen. He lost to Kristen. So I think yeah. the record is seven, though. Oh. But yeah, it gets so much harder towards the end. So one thing to remember about Jamie, though, is he did win the past two quick fires. He did, so, yeah. Quick fires were his thing. Yeah. As long as he has a family member to inspire him. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he has a big family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's such a uh, tough challenge for anybody. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that, that, of course, brings us to... Ding, 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 You guys, it's time for the mailbag. Mailbag. Oh, that song is over. Yay! <laughs> so many good. Uh, we got a lot of great mail today. Um, let's start with some Twitter comments. First of all, Katie on Twitter gutted that Jim got eliminated. Oh man, I'm so glad we're using gutted again. I'm so glad someone used gutted because we've been we watched the Great British Bake Off and they are always gutted. And I just no, it's the perfect it's thing everywhere. to say. It's yeah. just really the the loveliest. I love that show so much. It's so delightful. Are they, are they gutted or gutted? Gutted. Just, <laughs> and, and then when they win, they're chuffed. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I know. They're chuffed. I know. I love chuffed. Chuffed is great. Are we allowed to be chuffed? Get chuffed? Yeah. yeah. Chuffed is allowed. Chuffed is allowed. I mean, British no, TV it's actually not because when I use it, people are just like, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but gutted, gutted is such a great word because of it's it's just it's so visceral for the actual feeling. I really mm -hmm. like it. Um, anyway, gutted the gym got eliminated. Also, Bravo fa Bravo failed in that they showed Silva and Emily in the preview for the main challenge. I yes. know that was weird. So angry about that. That's such yeah. an obvious thing. Such an easy thing. How do you would, miss that up? Would you wait? Side note: Would you guys come to my restaurant if it was called gutted and chuffed? <laughs> I don't know what's serving yet. I but. mean, I would of course, as I would, I would definitely come to your restaurant. Oh, yeah, come to yeah. restaurant. Yeah, if it was good yeah. and chuffed seafood mostly. We not even we might not tell our friends about it, but no, we definitely like, honestly, even if it was called yeah. like balloons and popcorn ceiling, I would still come, <laughs> even though I would hate being there. 
<laughs> just for, for you guys, I'd make it happen. Would you be regulars? Gutted sounds good because you take the guts out. Chuffed seems like, I don't know, you're getting like skin cells on them. I don't like the sound of chuffed, food-wise. Well, I mean, what if it's like chuffed, uh, like chocolate cake? Lightly mm. chuffed? Uh, like, Ooh, I would, yeah, that like sounds delicious. Somehow yeah. I just okay. imagine chuffing yeah, chuff- being like taking something out of a ring mold like quickly. <laughs> yeah. you gotta chuff it real real fast yeah uh jenny on jen e on uh twitter says i'm crushed by the quick fire but loving the tuba-esque music following katsuji around <laughs> yeah that was well good. i was so chuffed uh, uh watching katsuji be slow i know you guys were kind of down on him but i admire people who are not into exercise i I'm with him on that. I get it. He's like, I just like eating food. I don't like exercising. I can't it run. It really shouldn't go together, right? This is not like, it's not, it's not like a peanut butter and jelly situation where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, chefs love to exercise. It's not one of those things. Yeah, Actually, exactly. Actually, when you think about how physically demanding this job is and how much, you know, you're, you know, you're constantly on your feet, running around, like lifting crazy things and like, it, it does make sense to take care of your body. Like that actually mm-hmm. does follow as like a it, thing it, you should be doing. You'd think. <laughs> boo. Voice of reason. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, also like a lot of chefs smoke and that seems like it's probably bad for your palate, but like, it is, yeah, scientifically proven that, a thing that they do. So that yeah. like, it probably would be good to take care of your body, but, um, uh, let's see. Also, uh, at jam free on Twitter says why the team of locals without, without injuries and without the non-athletic Katsuji finish last in the race. And I guess I was thinking about that because one of the things that was weird is they found, like the one we saw them really struggling, they found the square on the map easily, but then they couldn't find the chest on the, sh- on the, um, Property. on the steps. Yeah. 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 So they got there. They did the local thing. But like, if you told me like there was pirate food hidden in the house, I might not find it. Like I'm just right. not, yeah, I'm not very observant, so I can I can navigate, but I can't see. Like they're used to, you know, walking around Charleston. They're not used to like looking for treasure chest places. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they've like been there before, but they don't know where the treasure treasure chest is because there's not usually one there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it is sad. I mean, it, is, it was a bummer. It would have been cool if that was your time for local stuff to shine. Mm-hmm. Also, weird that the one time they've ever been outside is when it was raining the most. Right. Like, kind of wonder if there's been a hurricane the whole time, or if that was just then. Oh, they're just like cooking up a storm in the background, kind of like. Up hopefully, a storm. like yeah, it's all it's all been. Could, did they cause a storm? I did get a little fixated on like if they had to cook in their wet clothes, and then I had to stop wondering because it just was like very <laughs> non-productive. But I really wanted to know if like all of their feet were just like super pruny because oh, they just had to like, around the, yeah. t- the kitchen for two and a half hours. I'm sure that didn't happen because there's no way Katsuji would not have complained the whole that's time. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, if my feet were wet now, I wouldn't have stopped talking about this whole show. About <laughs> wet feet. Uh, Danielle on Facebook says uh, this episode is so intense. Yeah, tell us about it. Um, Jamie is the most honorable, honorable with an OU. You're great, Danielle. Honorable con- contestant that we've had in a while, and I love the low-key shade against Nick. Yes, more shade. There was so much shade from past contestants on this show. I was mm-hmm. also into between, that, for sure. Between that and, and John's Philip Jab, this show got real meta and hilarious. Also, hey, remember Snot on a Rock? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, yes. Oh, that was so gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle also says I wasn't a huge gym fan like y'all but it just feels like you got screwed even though the contest does seem fair it still felt somehow like it was there was a screwing going on I agree yeah, with that yeah um, 
Also, the guest judge seemed rude and kind of annoying. Who's the guest judge again? I didn't write oh, it down. Yeah, he got like snappier and snappier as the judging went on. And especially when yeah. they brought in a tiebreaker judge, then it was like he was sort of like leaning on the third judge to be meaner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I always feel weird about guest judges being mean. I, I like that ones are just so stoked to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that is that what you guys would be if you would would you not would you try to play it cool or just like be like you know gushing the whole time oh i'd just be just chuffed everywhere wow <laughs> nothing but chuff i feel like at some point someone's gonna have to tell us how to and not to use chuffed because if the answer's not always we might be missing it yeah we're super chuffed right now uh Letitia says what an episode we barely had time to mourn jim and then jamie hit us with a sacrifice i agree i was still felt like the chef should have been wearing black jackets the rest of that episode i was so mm-hmm. ready for that um Letitia thinks that uh oh i think that jamie did the right thing and nick should take this as a retroactive example <laughs> i don't know how yeah. that's going to affect his life but yeah probably not he's probably just working out his neck somewhere <laughs> is he on twitter we could go see if anyone's tweeted at him oh i'm sure and oh. as much as i don't like him being a twitter troll to him feels worse than i can be that's true i feel like that's the that's the way i have to remember it's okay for us to be trolls on the audio podcast because it's not searchable yeah exactly <laughs> harder, harder to reach that person in a way yeah yeah but it's important for us to remember that pretty much i think everyone that we've talked about is an actual human being so yeah like, that's no, no. super huge we yeah don't i don't know him. any of these Wait a second, personally a i'm we sure they're all him. super nice we stalk him to see if other trolls have tweeted at him <laughs> how do we feel once we've seen the other trolls do we feel good about it fine or no? and anonymous that's awesome that's your restaurant Fine and anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, yeah. It's part of the it's part of the chuffed and, and gutted uh, family <laughs> Chain, of, of yeah. restaurants. Chuffed and gutted hospitality. <laughs> I I don't know if it's true that everyone's a person. What about John? They're all uh, people. Everyone is a yeah. person. Everything is made of people. Oh my god! Everything. Well, <laughs> okay, no, not for you, as don't take this literally. <laughs> Okay, John, John, John has so many human feelings that I'm sure he's a person. Oh, that's yeah. such a great way to say that. You were <laughs> very, very kind. Uh, Letitia goes on, also I'm a Leo and I don't like Katsuji at all and the moment he revealed the, the Zodiac Challenge sign, I was sure he was going to be a Leo. I don't know if just because you're a Leo it means that you hate him as a Leo because I am a Virgo or a Leo depending and I still didn't like Katsuji. Wait, depending How? on what? Oh, yeah, you missed this part of it, Sarah. Apparently, we've been doing, like, all of astrology wrong. Oh, right. I do know about that. Well, carry on. <laughs> yeah, you're all caught up. <laughs> I'm a Leo now, and it's great. And so now I can hate Katsuji because of the moon instead of because he's a weirdo. I think Alex has shifted over one more. You're a Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's one thing that I am clearly not, and it's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff. The fact that I'm upset about being, being called a Hufflepuff means I'm not Hufflepuff. <laughs> I want you to be a Hufflepuff so bad. I'm definitely Slytherin. <laughs> uh, Natalie says, uh, was anyone else uncomfortable after Tom's comment to Emily at the end of the show? So this is the one, Tanya, that you loved. I felt um, really like... Su- super yeah, shade. I was into it. I don't know why. I think it's just because I, I keep seeing opportunities for Emily to get on out of the pool and then she keeps sticking around. And so yeah. this was this was something that felt like 
I wanted, I don't know why I wanted her to know. It's so mean. <laughs> I'm not nice. It is a little mean. Yeah. Natalie says, I'm no big fan of hers, but it seemed needlessly bitchy. Surely there's no way she can bounce back from that. Um, also, I think this was an episode where the format format got in the way of the judging. Um, if Katsuji's dish was good enough to save Casey's top scallop disaster, maybe he deserved the win. I think that's a really interesting point. But oh. first on that, on the point of the meanness, I it also made me a little uncomfortable. Like I knew if I'd been there, I would have been shaking after hearing it because that that was so uncomfortable feeling to me. Not, yeah. I mean, obviously he he meant it. I think to or they meant it to try to push her to do better, not just to make her feel crappy. Well, but and it was weird not. because they, yeah, he like made, it was very pointed. And then she was like, well, and I want to go home. And he was like, no, it's too late. Decision's been made. So it sort of didn't make any sense ultimately. Like that, that I think that does make it, it goes from being like information to pure bitchiness and like can't go back to being information. Like it's just to be me. Right. Which yeah, I, you know, point. I, yeah, I guess I just... I don't know. What is it about Emily that makes me feel so crazy? I it's funny. We, I was so sure from the first episode that she was going to be a villain, and so far she's been pretty okay. I just keep expecting her to have a bad attitude, but she's been pretty okay on the show. I I really don't hate she her. She could be way worse. You yeah. know what? I think that some of her like this is totally like reading into things that are probably not even true. But I just I think that that like dynamic between her and John where she was clearly upset about what he was doing, but wasn't like at least in the edit that we saw. And obviously we don't see everything wasn't really like uh, confronting him about it effectively, which I mean, there are plenty of times that people do that on the show and they and the person who's being bossy, like just doesn't listen anyway. Um, But I, I think that like maybe. I wonder if part of um, the reason why she's had been said to have a bad attitude in the past is maybe just a lack of uh, skill in in communicating um, when when she doesn't like something, Um, because it seems like um, I don't know, like I I just see a lot of really positive things in her. Um, Like I I feel like her heart seems to be in the right place a lot of the time. And uh, I thought that her, I mean, she really was upset that, that Jamie went home when she felt like it should have been her going home. And I, yeah, that was hard to watch for sure. It was really hard to watch. And I, I really, really felt for her. And I feel like, um, I don't know. There's something about that show where this show, where if she does hang on for a little bit longer, like it can, build a lot of skill in that area like being able to stand up for yourself in in a productive way and um yeah i just i've just been like sort of watching her and kind of wondering about that and i don't know i I also wonder if maybe a tv show but maybe on that a similar thought is that she was has been told so many times that she has a bad attitude for sticking up for herself that now mm-hmm. she's not sticking up for herself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. because so she got fired pers- for it. It could be that yeah. too. I think it's hard because it's also like, she's, you know, she's trying not to be outwardly intense with people. But then the thing that I'm realizing I got frustrated with her about was a few episodes ago when she got some harsh feedback and so did a few other chefs and it happened to be that the returning chefs got harsh feedback and they were all comforting each other and she was like oh, right. you know they're all patting people on the back and saying it's going to be okay and nobody's being nice to me and like 
I get that she's, you know, feeling isolated and doesn't know anyone yet. And at the same time, I just was like, oh, boo, fucking who? Like, calm down. Like, you don't know anyone. Why would anybody, like, come to your rescue right now? But Mm -hmm. just that, that, like, that trait of, like, feeling like something unjust is happening and then not saying anything in the moment or just being like, you know, like this is, I'm so freaked out right now or just something to like connect with people and then going to the camera and being like, ugh, nobody cares about me. It's just so unappealing that I think I've, I've kind of been. No, I, I totally Totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, but there could just be, um, I don't know. I feel like if there are some things, uh, communication wise that if she worked on them would, um, I don't know just like i i can see her her struggling with these things at least in yeah. the in the edit yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's the other thing is the edit i think is probably quite unfair and so it's yeah. easy right. to form yeah. all these sort of exactly. quick opinions about people that aren't accurate to the way they acted on the show or the way they are in real life one other kind yeah. of fun thing that jamie said in that interview with the charlotte observer was he was like it's really like emotionally difficult to have to be at that judge's table more than you know because the challenges are meant to be really hard mm-hmm. and you're a good chef, but then they give you these ridiculous challenges and then act like you're an idiot for any tiny mess up Yeah, in these bizarre and insane situations. Yeah. And then, and that, that is just really emotionally difficult, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which totally. is, I thought was a really interesting point that I hadn't heard anyone articulate yet from being on the show. It's a good point though. Cause it really does. Totally. I mean, and then you as a, even as a viewer, sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, I can't scoff at this person for doing this one like technical thing wrong. When like, I wouldn't have made it out the gate. Like I wouldn't have oh, made yeah. that. Right. And to be like, Oh, of course that's not how you do steak tartare. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how to do that either. Yeah. Uh, also, Letitia commented on on Natalie's point about the, how mean that Tom was being to Emily and said, the editing seemed to imply that the judges don't like it when a, con- a contestant contradicts someone else during judges table, even if that person was wrong. They just don't like that sort of infighting, it seems like. So maybe mm-hmm. Tom was being extra harsh to her because she stood up for herself, mm-hmm. which is an interesting point, too. It does seem like when you raise a question, if somebody lies at judges table and then you correct them, you never look good. Yeah, no, yes. that's true. That's stitches got stitches, right? <laughs> exactly. And then left in stitches. It would be so, it would be helpful if somebody were to lay down some foundational, like you know, chefs always have each other's back, or just like some like rule that people know about kitchen fight or whatever. Like, cool judges. I guess so. Like, cool judges rules to being in the kitchen with professionals. <laughs> it'd just be helpful cool if judgment. there was, yeah, if there was something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of other people real quick, just Kate, Jane and Caitlin both, uh, were sad about Jim and happy about Jamie giving up immunity. Um, but Jane also mentioned on the plus side, we got to see Jim's knife bag and holy cannoli, it is stylish. <laughs> I didn't notice. I'm going to have to go back either. and I'm gonna go back and look yeah. at his I'm, hands. I'm, knife I'm, bag. I can't see anything that contains a knife except for a block. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you have knife bag blindness. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just definitely a, ni- a knife phasia. I sometimes like have like little like stressful moments thinking about like what kind of knife bag I would try to pick out for myself and like how hard it would be. <laughs> it's yeah, like a good way fun. to spend some time uh, <laughs> stressing about when that. I'm watching Top Chef, I see people's like weird like gingham knife bags or the ones that have like a lot of pockets or like look like you know they're made of <laughs> linen or something, and I'm just like, oh, that's not what I would do. But what would I do? <laughs> now I have to look up the best knife 
knife bags for under $60, maybe, is what I'm looking for. Sure, that's I, well, I have no specific. idea what knife bags are supposed to... Given how much knives cost, I have a feeling knife bags are not cheap. No, yeah. it's one of those specialized products, too. So the people mm-hmm. buying them are all like it's like ugh, that feels like it'd be very expensive uh, while you guys look that up maybe we'll post pictures of this on the web later because uh, we're gonna have to wrap up now um so any final i guess predictions at this point any final thoughts on immunity gate or on this episode or on the remaining group of mostly experienced chefs i don't think emily goes home next episode okay. next episode oh wait did you did anyone else watch next week on it's Top restaurant Chef? right yeah no is it is it restaurant wars it's restaurant wars uh, that explains why there was a sudden death quick fire they needed to have restaurant wars soon yeah they were right. getting their numbers down then in the herd right oh man it is hard for me that's always like the best answer when you say like why sudden death quick fire right now and then you say too many chefs on my tv it's like oh yeah that's yeah, fair we, although i will say that i feel like i've really gotten to know everyone this season like well you know why because we'd yeah. already knew half of them i uh, as frustrating oh, as that so is right. i know I'm as frustrating as that is it definitely made it easier to like people and to know them. Yeah. Oh, man. Such a true thing. Yeah. So, oh, so Restaurant Wars. All right. Awesome. What are we, uh, what are we looking for at Restaurant Wars, Megan? Oh. Things to look for while we're watching Restaurant Wars or predictions or something. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Uh, well, I just hope they, I don't like it when they have to do all the decorating. So, I hope that they don't. Oh. They don't yeah, bring I also back. don't like that. Oh, yeah. I do. You do like that? I, I don't it, like it. It feels, it feels like this. Oh, really? I like it because a, whenever someone opens a restaurant, they love picking forks. Like that's you. I hear that a lot about people who are like, "Oh, I got to open a restaurant. Oh, it's so fun. You pick out all the things." I like that, but also I like that it's a trap because you can only be okay or bad. Mm. So <laughs> I like that trap aspect. It's like, oh, you're gonna put vanilla candles, you idiot, you're out. I guess I I the thing that it f- stresses me out about restaurant wars even decorations aside is just that there are so many elements that you can do an appallingly bad job at and that will still not really send you home like you can be the worst host you could like give Padma a lap dance and then like take a bite out of Tom wait, and like if bad? somebody else wait, wait, cooked so like a really host? bad dish like you're still going to be fine like Hold it's on, just Wait was that best that was best host that's what you're <laughs> supposed to do <laughs> Like, that was legend host. Yeah. Yes, John Legend does that. Jeez, I just, too, uh, yeah. Um, the uh, so I guess that actually I have a better question now, more specific question. Um, who is front of house on these mm. of the people remaining? Who would be the two best front of houses? I mean, Sheldon, oh, right? Yeah. He's got such a great attitude. People love Sheldon. Can he walk anymore? That, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that seems like he shouldn't be. Well, I guess you're always on your feet all day. Yeah, but, I mean, his yeah. back is done. He's never going to walk again. But that, after would, the but show. that be, would be like a lot of walking back and forth instead That's true. of just standing. Maybe know. Casey. Yeah, I could see that. She seems um, like she would volunteer for it. I, you know what I'd love from this kind of uh, challenge would be just seeing somebody expedite the way that who was it that was like a legendarily amazing expediter oh i can't remember and he didn't now. like take it home or he didn't like win or anything but like he was just so organized in the kitchen and it was just really inspiring and great yeah mm-hmm. i don't remember either um oh here's a prediction john ex- in, uh, is executive chef and goes home <gasps> john runs oh. a bad brigade that feels like mm-hmm. yeah that feels like an exit with dignity that is kind of john style like he would like be kind of a monster and also like take his team down and then be like, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for this. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> it, it will be the he'll be claiming responsibility for the thing he clearly did wrong. Yeah, and and that'll be all right. And I bet Sheldon is a great front of house. Yeah, I, I hope think Shirley is the him. other or Brooke. I would love to see either of them as the other exec because I like watching them. I like them so much. I do. You guys have anybody that you're still hoping will win? I I think I want Shirley to win. I'd be happy Shirley or Brooke. Just yeah. imagine how much central air her family would get if she won. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you have all the air in one place, you can't really get it in more central than that, right? Uh, what do you yeah, mean you can't? This, this pipes, yeah. you, you pipe it around. No, no, no. central air is you get all the air in your house in just one central spot. <laughs> That's what central air is. Central air is like vacuum in the office, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, to, but it, we'll just gather. It's just an air gatherer, you know? <laughs> And then anytime you need air, it's just it's all coming. You don't have to like go roving around the house for air. You can just go to that air spot. In well, the I'm center. excited for Shirley's family to have this feature. <laughs> oh, it's great! All right. Well, if any of those things come true, we'll talk about all of them next week. Uh, we would love to hear your picks. Your I don't know if the preview gave this away, but if it didn't, I want to hear your picks for front of the house and for executive chef and who gets eliminated this week. You can let us know on at Pack Your Mics on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Pack Your Mics, or by email podcasts at read-sweep.com. Oh wait, 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 wait. One more second before we go. I did just want to add um, we got a great an email from J number one about it, about the sh- about this. About, oh, about Katsuji. Fin- someone someone took the time to stand up for Katsuji and it was uh, J number one. Um, and I forgot to mention earlier. But um, after all the shade this last week, I just felt someone needed to step up and defend poor Katsuji. Um, I see him more as a chatty little brother, but given given the volume of talking he does, it's pretty easy to edit him into whatever role the elves want. However, mm-hmm. going back and watching where Emily got bent out of shape, I don't see see that he was saying anything anything offensive. Um, he was just unhappy when asked for insight about the guest judge she provided next to nothing. Uh, furthermore, I feel like the evil gland took down his beans. Yeah, or that while the evil gland took down his beans, his willingness to find a solution for not just another competing chef but one on the other team showed his inherent non-douchiness so there you go a, def- a defensive katsuji i hope it's enough for you doesn't mm. doesn't quite win me over i mean i'm back on katsuji's side just because he he really did save his team like yeah yeah. yeah yeah right yeah. so yeah. so and and i like i like when you can be you know lazy i guess like not a not an energetic walker and still 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 got out where it counts you know yeah. The kind of like the uh, the chef Obi Wan approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. Uh, one other. I'm so sorry. I just got so much mail this week that I didn't organize all of it really well. We also got a great email from uh, uh, James, who is also J number two, um, who we agreed with a bunch of stuff that we've talked about already. Um, but one thing he said was that it would be it would have been totally inappropriate for one of the judges' table to suggest that Jamie give up his immunity. He liked that that came from Jamie and not from the judges, which. This yeah. is a pet peeve of mine because this happened at uh, Nicholas is that everyone was uh, there were a lot of people who were saying it is unfair that the judges suggest he give up immunity and that that's uncalled for and unreasonable. But I think it's really important to remember it wasn't the judges. It was a guest judge. It wasn't Tom. It wasn't Padma. It was a it was like I think it was Emerald. It was a chef from outside who doesn't know all of the rules and was like, do you want to be respected or not? And I thought that was totally reasonable. I think it'd be unfair. It would be yeah. bad if Tom said that. It'd be bad if Padma said it. But if anybody below them said it, I think it'd be totally fair. 
Well, mm-hmm. and, I, and to me, that also feels like, well, that's the voice of like the chefing community in a way. Like, not that exactly. Tom and Padma aren't, but like, that's really somebody who, like, you know, is saying, like, I'm going to judge you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as a yeah. person, as a chef with a conscience who you might want to work with someday, yeah, I'm like, not going to like this maneuver. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that was actually totally fine. And people who were upset, I think were, mis- I think are mistakenly remembering it being Tom, and it's not. Anyway, sorry that this episode has gone so long. There was just so much good stuff. Thank you for sending everything in. Continue to do that. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. Thanks, Tanya. And say goodbye to Chris for us. Will do. Sous vide. And Ezra and Sarah, it's always great to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. She's taking care of Caleb right now. (laughs) I figured that she hadn't just like, she wasn't just sitting in stony silence this whole time. This whole time. And then when I said goodbye, she she sounded like you. That would have been really surprising. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll we'll see you guys all next week. Take care. Mm